and just rip off the band Let's go for it. All right, here we go. Stand by. Roll sound. I feel like we're all nervous, but it's okay. I know. Are you yeah. going to count us down? Roll camera. Three, two, one. Hello, and welcome to the inaugural episode of Artists Without a Clue, a title that we came up with literally 20 minutes ago. I'm one of your hosts, Luis Astano. I'm a recent graduate who is trying to become a film director and writer. And with me are... Nisha Lal. I graduated in 2019, and I'm an aspiring... A whole lot, actually. <laughs> um, I'm hoping to end up in the producing sector, but also hoping to dabble in like screenwriting and acting and things of that sort. So looking forward to that journey. I'm Nydira, also a recent graduate with a BA in digital video arts. I'm an inspiring DP. I also do video editing and I really like that and hopefully voiceover one day. I don't know about you guys, but I think like the job search for me has definitely altered a bit. Like I feel like because especially since in the field I want to go into it also like all production and everything just like halted like there was just nothing new happening so kind of being thrown back into the pool of people who have like 10 years plus experience on me it was just insane right out of college I actually got a job um and so it's not it's in the media field so I currently work in advertising so it's within the field but it's not exactly the production side of things and the more creative sides of things so for me I think I had this like I had the epiphany of what I wanted to do right when COVID hit which is very unfortunate (laughs) 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 didn't work out in my favor um but when I had this epiphany I was like okay cool I know what I want to do let me let me see what's happening and then of course the world decided to just shut down as we said Um, production halted. And when I went to go look for jobs, I realized that I didn't necessarily have the tools to even apply to the job. Like I was going through like the requirements and I was like, okay, I have one. I have a bachelor's. bachelor's. If it makes you feel any better, me and I didn't went to school for this and we still have almost none of the requirements. (laughs) But that's, that's so bizarre. And I feel like, I don't know if it's just me, but I feel like going through um, the, um, like the jobs, even for entry level, like there oh my God, yeah. a lot of like people, like, I feel like normally before it would be like four bullets, but now it's like 18 and they require like 20 years of experience. And I'm like, but I'm 23. Like, how does this work? Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. I feel that someone definitely recently told me that like, they looked at, like they had, it was a, like same type of situation. And it was like, um, it said entry level job. And then she went to like the descriptions and it was like three plus years of experience. And it's just kind of like, where, how is that entry? Like what? Not entry right. <laughs> like I assume like I did two internships back at college before I graduated. I, unfortunately it was right when Corona hit. So, you know, it messed it up a little bit, but I thought, all right, it's a radio station and a TV station. That's two good internships under my belt. I can probably get a job like fairly easily. You know, that's it. It's really, it sounds really great. You know? And then I looked at the at the um, at the positions available, and it just said, "Yeah, you know, it's a um, entry level position, but you need to know, you know, this stuff for at least a few years, and you know, you have to have like, good references, and you know, you have to know how to do. Like, you have to be very, very advanced in this software to be able to do it." Yeah, I know, I know exactly what you mean for like um. I've seen that as well for like video editing, like, or like they'll ask you like, oh, like how many years have you been video edit? Or like how many years have you been using like Adobe Premiere? 
And like, like Louis said, I always think about like back to school and I'm just like, that is the only time I've accepted. <laughs> like, I didn't use it for four years straight, yeah. but I always about four years. <laughs> yeah, like I, um, it always says that, you know, you need at least three years of experience. So I, I always try to be a little slick. Like, I'll be, oh yeah, I've been using it for three years. So that's when I started learning it. But they don't have to know that my first year of it was just, you know, figuring out how to put like little color filters and stuff like that. Like that's, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll figure it out eventually. That's some text. <laughs> yeah. yeah, honestly, I think at this point it's just kind of finessing things as you go. And it's so something I thought about, I've been thinking about a lot, especially since I double majored in psychology and media studies. And although I have the media studies, I was a general major. So I don't have like that hands-on tactical um, experience with the editing softwares and stuff like that, um, is that because, especially in the times of COVID, um, on train, on-site training, it's not like, it's not a thing, or at least they're not putting as much effort, especially because they're expecting you to come in with all that experience. And for someone who doesn't have that experience, who wants to go into the field, it's like, okay, I, I can learn this stuff on my own, but at the same time, they're also really expensive sometimes. And it's like, it kind of limits the opportunities sometimes that I feel like I can apply to um, because I don't have that experience. And it's like, well, okay, well, who, who's, who's going to be able to train me over Zoom or something like that? It's really difficult to have that kind of experience that I would have had had it been a more like contact world <laughs> that we could be in. Right. Yeah, because you can take in more people, I guess, that way, like, like you, like you're saying, like in person, like you can be like, oh yeah, like let's have an intern, let's have an assistant. But now it's like, okay, we need people that's only necessary, quote unquote, because it's like, we can't have too many bodies. It's a pandemic. Right. And the difficult thing about that is training there is already difficult, but the worst thing is with Corona, you can't even interview properly. You have to do it over Zoom. And it's the worst kind of thing to do over a Zoom call. Because it doesn't even rely on you being good at interviews. It relies on you having a good camera, good internet, a quiet place to do it. And I had none of those. So I know I applied to this one job. And it was, I think, for like, I forget exactly what they were. They were trying to start up a little, like, business of their own. You know, they were, like, influencers. And I thought, okay, this could be something good to start off with. And... They marked me down for an interview and I thought, great, it's been like a month and it's my first interview. I'm going to do perfect. I already know I'm going to practice. I know what I'm going to do. And I got myself ready. And I put on a nice shirt, you know, set my phone up because my, uh, I put my, my laptop ready to uh, have the Zoom call. And we started the call and within, I, I'm, I'm serious, within a minute, my Zoom crashed because my Wi-Fi was so bad. Oh, man. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then I got back on the Zoom call and my dog started barking his ass off. So I had to quiet him down first and take him out of my room, which I thought he was fine for a good two hours beforehand. But as soon as I, 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 he knew that I needed to do something important, he just said, you know, screw it. I'm going to annoy you. <laughs> this is the moment. <laughs> yeah. I took him out of the room and then I had to call them over my phone, like on Zoom, on my phone, because my, my laptop just could not handle it for some reason. And I couldn't use my data on my phone. So I'm like, hey, I'm sorry about that. And they're like, okay, it's fine. Don't worry. Even though they clearly were kind of annoyed. 
So they were just asking me, okay, so, you know, tell us about yourself. And I said, well, I'm a recent college graduate. And said, okay, um, so how much experience do you have? And I said, well, I did a lot of student projects and that's it. You know, like they were good projects, don't get me wrong. They were done very very last minute um, because I didn't have any time to actually do anything because they were giving to me last minute. They were done on no budget and I had no equipment, but they were good. And if you hired me, I can give you something better. Trust me. And they never got back to me. No. Oh, man. So yeah. I don't, you know, school budgets for that was like a thing. Um, you should have been like, yeah, hi, I'm Luis. And as you probably heard, I have a dog. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Thinking back to it, that sounds really funny and clever. But in the moment, I just thought, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Stop barking. I would have been sweating. Don't even worry about it. I have <laughs> to think about it. So you're good. Um, yeah. yeah, I actually, so I haven't had any interviews so far, but I know that at least based on the ones that I've had in person versus, versus like virtually, I I have a hard time when it comes to virtually. I have like a few horror stories when it comes to that. Um, I know like for one, um, I was talking to the lady and there was a thunderstorm going on. Um, and so I asked her to repeat the question like three times. And by the third time, I still didn't hear the question. So I was like, okay, you know what? We're going to have to wing it. She sounded, she sounds like she's getting annoyed. I just picked up on context clues and I answered a completely different question. <laughs> but I had to keep going with it. And I just kept going. And then after I got off the interview, I was, I don't even, I think when she said bye, I don't think I heard her. Um, like the phone like went out and I was like, oh, wow. Did I come across? I don't know. Wow. Like first impressions are a thing and it was just a mess, but I don't know. Like Nidira has, have you have any like, cause I know like, especially in these times, it's so difficult to handle things, especially when there's like discrepancies and like wealth and like just as, as people existing in their everyday lives and you put work into that environment, it's so difficult. Like, have you had any experiences with that? Um, yeah, I've had like a, um, I've had like Zoom interviews. I've had like, it, it was like, it was, it was definitely an interview, but it was like for someone's like student project. So I, it wasn't like a company, but it was definitely someone like, oh, like, let's, let's Zoom, like, let's FaceTime. And I was just like, <laughs> like that, that's my, that's always my issue with them is like, get on this video call with a stranger. You know what I mean? And I feel like that's always just like, oh, not like, ah, but it's just like, I don't know who's going to pick up the phone. And I always think like, um, I thought it was safe to just like have a shirt that looks nice. But my friend told me that in hers, like some of them, like some people make you like get up. Wait, really? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. Oh. I, they, I guess they want to see like the rest. Like, Shit, are you wearing okay. like? <laughs> I need to put on good pants then. Okay. Stories about that is actually insane. Um, and I was talking to some people, and um, they were mentioning about how hard it is sometimes especially like even people like people can judge you based on like your the background that you have if they can see within your home and I think that's really important in the hiring process especially 
you know, as we're moving through this field and it's a very close knit community, at least it seems like for like people within the media industry, um, when able to kind of see parts of yourself that you may not, or they might make judgment off quick off, like right off the bat, rather, if you went into their office, I think it's like also something that I think employers and just people like people who are trying to get into the field like us have to take into consideration that just adds to that pressure of to walk into that space, not knowing what to expect. It's a different social setting. I feel like it's a different social setting. Like, like, I feel like it's a real thing with me. Like I used to feel awkward picking up people's FaceTime. Like, I feel like if I was not that cool with you, I may not pick up your FaceTime. (laughs) It's just a comfort thing. Like, it's just kind of like, you know, and now it's like, the difference is that with employers is like, you do not have the option to not pick up the FaceTime. It's like, you, you have to do this interview um, virtually, or it's like, you're just not considered for the job. And it really is that like all these technical difficulties can happen at home. When you go in person, like the only technical difficulty you may have is on the way there. Like, I don't know, like your shoe falls apart. Like, you know what I mean? Like everything's in your control when it's virtual and, there's just so much in between that could go wrong. Yeah, and I think the thing is, like, a lot of us, while I might not exactly be having practice with this, um, we were kind of taught how to have an interview in person. You know, like, we, we were different expectations. Like, okay, you know, firm handshake, clear eye contact, you know, good posture, you want to work in professional. No one has taught me anything about having an online interview. So I had no idea what to expect at all. So I was wondering, okay, and even worse, cutting each other off and talking over each other is so much more prominent in, you know, an online interview than in an in-person. Just in-person, you know, it's clear when they're finished talking because they just wait for you to answer. But when you have technical issues that you might think they're finished talking, and in reality, they're just buffering or something. Right. And then it's that awkward, like, both of you going, what? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then I was like, hey, let me make you go. Okay. 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 Silence for like 10 seconds. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <a good> question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And like, there's a bit of pressure also that comes with the video interviews versus when you go in person, like uh, Luis was saying, like, we kind of, we, we prepare and we learn how to do this very like standard in-person interview. And then now when it's over the phone, it's like, you kind of lose some of that. Like, it's just your top, you know, half up, like your shoulders and up, you know what I mean? They just see your head. Like, I feel like there's more body language in a in-person interview than there is in a video interview. You know what I mean? Like if the person comes in and looks like they hate it there, you might, can see that through their body language you know what I mean if they're closed off you might be able to see that through their body language through a video interview you can get someone who's sitting on their hands and you would never know they might just be sitting there you know just really still because I don't know they might think that's the uh, video etiquette or like I don't know yeah like I feel like I'm way better in person than I am over video like when I'm in person I can make I have chances to make jokes and, you know, I can actually like, oh, say, oh, that, you know, that, that, that's really nice right there. Or, you know, I, I can try to relate to them. But over video, you know even less about them than you do or you would if you, you know, would actually just be able to meet them. So you have, 
even less stuff to work with. And then you just feel like more awkward because it's your first time ever meeting somebody and it's over a, like a really bad quality call with awful audio and even worse video. We mentioned real quick that you have to make sure you have like a professional background. And living with family makes that kind of difficult because, you know, not only do you have like a background that's, you know, very lived in, but it's not even sometimes your own background, it's your family's background. So you have to make sure, you know, like um, all of us right now are against a blank wall. And it's because, you know, we don't want anything to look messy. But the thing is, if I had to like decorate my my little area for an interview, I would do such a bad job. I wouldn't know how. Like I, I'd be panting trying to find a good book to make it look like I read more or like a nice poster that sounds, okay, yeah, it's professional. That could work. You know, I, I, I feel like, because now that's something else that we have to figure out. Because before, we don't have to worry about that. We just go to wherever the interview is, but now we have to take care of what's around us. And it's even worse. Right. I, I didn't even... I guess I didn't even fully realize that, but I do do the blank wall a lot. <laughs> I have an interview, I set up very, and I look around, I'm like, okay, this looks fine. And then I get very squared in the camera. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me feel like I'm a serial killer, just like standing in front of a white wall and staring at them. I, um, so I, it's so funny because this white space that you guys are seeing, it's the smallest square footage in a corner of my room that I forced a chair and a pull-up desk <laughs> to have this set up because it's so it's so true like people make very quick judgments about the background you're in I remember for one I had to do like this um video because like it was it was supposed to be an in-person event but they made it like virtual because of everything happening and they were like okay the blank wall is a little too blank and I was like okay now I have to figure out something to make this creative, but not like too much for the eyes. I literally went to my brother's bedroom and he has this huge chalkboard. And I was like, I'm kicking you out for the next hour. Um, I need your chalkboard. Can you write an equation on there? <laughs> and he wrote an equation and it was, it, the person at the end asked me what the equation is. And I was like, ooh, that probably wasn't a smart move. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't answer the question, but it's still like the principle still stands about like right. it just being a very hard time to kind of not only do you have to articulate yourself verbally, but also visually. And I think that's a really hard thing to do, especially if you're right out of college and you don't have like, because I know for sometimes if it's like a C CEO of like some of a media company and someone's trying to transition into another CEO rule, um, role, sometimes it's like the 20 years of experience that they have. Um, and I feel like sometimes it's like they may get a little more leeway when it comes to it because like they may have like the back, like they have, like the person interviewing them can look at the resume and see that they have like the 25 years of experience. But when it comes to the people who are new into the environment, um, I don't know. I feel like there might be a chance that they kind of judge you a little bit more because they don't, you don't have all that experience to speak right. to your talent. So they're trying to pick up on other things to kind right. of puzzle piece together of who you are. Like you might have stuff on your resume that doesn't pertain, like, like you said, like I have stuff on my resume right now that does not pertain to the industry I'm trying to go into, but it's all the experience I have. So it's like, I can't just have nothing on there. And 
you're right. Like, it's like, it's a, it's a lot easier to go like, oh, like you have 20 years of directing. Oh, awesome. Versus, okay, I see you have a year at Modell Sporting Goods and a year at camp and you did an internship. You know what I mean? They're like, okay, yeah. what are you actually about? Because I have no idea what your camp is. I don't go to Modell's. You know what I mean? Like, they're, like there's just so many things they probably don't relate to on your resume compared to like someone with like tons of experience. It, it sucks because um, now because of this pandemic, not only do we have to deal with other people who are entry level, we have to deal with people who've been doing this for years who got laid off and are also looking for work. Yeah. So it makes things even harder for new people. So it's kind of like an unfair advantage. And especially because like we were saying earlier, since a lot of the new people don't have access to all this good stuff and the you know, more experienced people do, that puts us at a disadvantage right there. That's not even really our fault. It's just the fact that, you know, we just graduated. We have no money, no laptops, no software, and we're still trying to figure it out on our, on our own time. Whereas someone else, you know, will have a, an entire studio in their house or whatever. I kind of want to talk about like resources again, like how, uh, how I was saying earlier, like kind of like what are the tools and methods you guys are using to find jobs? And is it like successful on your end? Or do you see others, you know, getting jobs and maybe cause like maybe others have like more experience or something like that. But I know for me personally, like, um, like when I wasn't having a lot of luck in production, I was on Indeed and I was on Indeed the app. And Indeed the app is, I think designed beautifully because you can like scroll through it like a social feed and like click the one tap apply ones and it's like <laughs> I applied to 300 jobs today Good job. <laughs> um, um sometimes it's not the best but you know you get called back for something you know what I'm saying like it happens so what about you guys like what's some methods you've been using to find jobs or where have you been applying and whatnot well I know <laughs> I'm on that same Indeed boat as you are, Nadir. Like I've, that is the app I use the most for job hunting. I've been using LinkedIn and job search also. I just, the app is just named job search. But um, Indeed is the one I go to the most because like you said, it, it's just easiest to find jobs and apply on there once you have your profile set up. Um, and it, it's quick. It's relatively quick, especially because it, it saves your stuff. So, you know, you don't have to like re-enter everything again every single time which is amazing. Um, and I think I've applied to maybe like 80 different jobs or more since I've been back. And I've gotten like three interviews. And yeah, um, I tried using LinkedIn, but I feel like LinkedIn is more useful if, you've al- if you're already in the field and have been for a while. Yeah, like I... I can I know what you mean. Like on LinkedIn, like at first I thought it was like not, I thought it was not for people like in the creative field, like at all, but like you can go and like job, like I've gone um, on LinkedIn and searched like, um, like video editing and like videographer and things like that. And jobs do pop up, but like it, it's, it, it's most of the time it's like, like you said, like you've have to have like had tons of experience already or like, like one of them asked for a reel and it was before I finished my reel. So a lot of them were asking for reels and I'm just like, I don't have one yet. Oh my God. Like, why can't you just help me? You know what I mean? <laughs> 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 um, 
Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, LinkedIn. Um, what popped in my head also is job portals. Like if you're like, if you like, if anyone's like a student right now listening to this and they're in college, I work at the college, um, like career office type place, um, on campus and Lisa's smiling. (laughs) But I'm telling you students out there, your college has access to job portals, go to your career center and ask them about things like that. That's, that's a really good tool because usually they have, um, They'll have like the job portal that's associated with the school and they would have job portals that they have like access to that other people may have to pay for. And that can be really helpful sometimes too. Yeah. And I think like something also, um, are like your actual networks, um, especially like if you're in school, even if you're, you just graduate school, like I know personally, I've reached out to a lot of my media studies professors and I'm like, Hey, (laughs) can you be interested in giving some wise words to a very artist without a clue to an artist without a clue? (laughs) Um, But it's been, and so they've been able to like offer like great advice, everything from like grad school options and kind of walking me through that whole thing, which is a whole monster in and of itself and down to like, oh, well, you know, I know someone who I worked with when I did my thesis like 20 years ago, who I've been friends with for like 40 years. Um, here's like, the, I know it was like a long train, but like, <laughs> but like, it's like, they, they also know people and they can also offer like really great advice. Um, so like, I've also used like all of those, um, like tools that you guys have used. Um, one thing that I do find really hard, and I don't know if this is just me because I'm doing my job search when I'm like sleep deprived, but I know I've noticed like when you do certain like search words, like what are your go-to like search words? Because I feel like depending on what you put in, you get different results. And I don't know, like what do you what do you guys normally put in? Um, I've put in mostly like video editor and videographer. Yeah. Um, I've looked up some voiceover stuff, but I feel like it's a little harder. I don't think you can just look it up. They'll be like, voiceover jobs for you. But <laughs> but um, definitely for um, the other things I've gotten. Oh, an internship. I, I, I type in intern because I know, um, I think I was trying to look for an internship for our junior year and I would find a lot of them in the city that were... It was like internships for if you lived in the city though, because it'd be like, oh, spring internship or like summer internship or winter internship, but it'd be from like, like January to May. And I'm just like, I'm yeah. in school. <laughs> yeah, I can't yeah, do that. We, for reference, we went to school in Pennsylvania. So we just yeah, couldn't yeah. do that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I actually like during like the job search, I have noticed that um, like some internships are remote, which could be a plus. Um, Considering everything, um, I did find I do find that like sometimes, like you said, kind of like with silver, it's kind of like if I'm looking for an internship and in, like screenwriting or something. Also, when you search those things, it's like you don't really get that many results. Um, so something that I've been doing um, to try to build my portfolio is kind of creating those opportunities for myself. So work, so creating projects that I'm working on that I can then pitch to my networks or use within those spaces. I think that now that it's COVID, um, 
it's given us a little, well, it's given some people more time to be creative and get creative with being creative. Um, so I think that like kind of creating those opportunities yourself, like now by video, like making a video about you cooking something or things like that, I think also kind of lend itself to different opportunities as well. Oh yeah. I am. I definitely agree with that. I, I really like that you said that only because oftentimes I kind of forget that, like utilize your, like if you can't find your opportunities, make opportunity for yourself and be creative. You know what I mean, I feel like I, like just again, personally, like sometimes it's just hard to self-motivate. Like sometimes I feel like I don't have anything to do. Therefore there's nothing to create, but that's not true. It's like, just, you can, you literally, like you said, like you can make a video of you cooking and, work with that if you want to learn how to video edit it shoot videos of yourself and edit yourself in the video you know what I mean things like that I've been watching a lot of YouTube videos on how to do things like just how like how would you edit like this how would you like different shots that you can do like a pan or or things like that I feel like there are different resources that I think I didn't even think of but they're at our disposal um I think it's like yeah people are learning like just skill these days you know what I mean like just straight off of YouTube just tons and tons of tutorials ranging from all topics from like video editing to like doing hair and yeah you know like I just no for for one interview I had to um edit a video for them as like a test and I was trying to figure out, okay, how do I do this properly? And I couldn't figure out transition. So I literally looked up a video for how to do it. And I watched it and it helped me figure it out. Um, and I just kept watching those kinds of videos because it honestly does help. Because even if you know the program, it doesn't hurt to just get more acquainted with it through somebody who has more experience with it over YouTube. Because then you can see like the differences that they do and the things that you do. And like, you know, how... Um, putting something new in there might help with it. We're talking about making your own opportunities. (laughs) (laughs) You started the podcast. (laughs) That's why we're here. (laughs) I mean, Nidera, when when this whole thing was starting up, I I literally texted you asking if you want to be a part of it because I thought, okay, I love working with Nidera. I know she's trying to do something similar to this too. So I literally just hit you up because I thought you would be great for this. Yeah, it was a very random text, actually. <laughs> I was like, sure. And it was like, it was like, it was almost a no-brainer just because it's like, one, it was very relatable. I feel like we were, it, it just, this is conversations about a boat we're literally all in. Um, but on top of it, it's just like, we just came home and it was peak COVID and we had nothing to do like I I don't want to say nothing like Anisha was saying you can be creative but I was not in the mindset that I you know I was just like what am I like I was like besides like working on a reel I was like what else is there for me to do you know what I mean so any opportunity offering anything that was a step towards just what I wanted to do I feel like I was just saying yes to I've said yes in the podcast as well you know (laughs) while we're still talking about resources vimeo is actually a very good website for aspiring people in video production 
because I mean, they have a lot of plans you have to pay for, but you don't have to pay for the very basic free crappy plan because um, you can only up, like, upload a certain amount of footage per week and it resets every week and you only have a certain amount of space. But for someone who's still trying to break into that field, absolutely use it because it will benefit you. Your portfolio will look a lot better as a Vimeo link than as a Google Drive link. I'm telling you now. I had to have a Google Drive link on as my portfolio for about two months. And I feel like I've definitely gotten more responses after <laughs> making a Vimeo account. Yeah, I remember um, one of our professors was telling me that and I've, I've meant to do it and I have not. And my, my reels on Instagram. <laughs> 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 I feel like Vimeo also looks better than Instagram. <laughs> So I'm learning. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it takes a while to upload everything, but once you finish that at the end of the month, it looks a lot better. Okay. So for this final segment of the podcast, we just want to kind of share what we want to do between now and episode two. So um, I know for me personally, I want to, I have like this small, like unpaid internship and they have these, they sent me like a, um, a bunch of their videos and they kind of want me to make like this mi- like mission statement video for their, um, just kind of for them. So I really actually want to sit down, put time into it and work on that and better my skill. Yeah, I think that's great. I think that's absolutely fantastic. Honestly, like congrats to you and congrats on the internship as well. It's honestly a huge accomplishment. Um, um, looking forward to that video, by the way. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so until next time, I honestly, because I'm working on a side project of mine, um, it's about like insecurities and really trying to manifest a kind of dialogue that Im- creates a space in which we can talk about insecurities as a form of empowerment and liberation rather than um, a disability. So my goal for myself within the next, until the next time is to create a promo video and finish editing that with the person who I'm doing this project with. So we can put that out, get new people to join this little movement, hopefully <laughs> that we have coming. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of where I'm at, creating that promo video and holding myself to that deadline because working full-time and doing that is a little rough. Can't wait to see that video. Over the next two weeks, I am planning on just working at my job a bit more, applying to more jobs for what I want to do. And honestly, I'm going to try to watch some more movies that I want to watch because that is something that I want to do. Like, I want to make movies. And I feel like for someone who wants to make them, I should be watching them more often. At least I get ideas and figure out what I want from for my stuff. And I haven't done that in a while. So I'm, I think I'm going to just try to have a little marathon and, you know, figure out some stuff. All right, guys. Thank you for listening to me, Anisha, and Luis. Um, hopefully, Luis will give us his actual list of movies. We'll see. <laughs> and Anisha and I will hold ourselves accountable for the video. But until next time, thank you guys for listening. This is again, Artists Without a Clue.